Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. TFU and Mike here from the GeekCast Radio Network and all things Transformers. I just wanted to come in here at the beginning of this episode here in the winter of Bayhem to let everyone know that at some point during this episode, most likely an ad break or something, we are going to flash back to the past, all the way back to Toycast's supplemental Revenge of the Fallen discussion with Proto Man and the late great Optimus Scourge. I've got a couple of clips that I've clipped out of that two hour long and plus episode that we did way back when and it's just to remember Gary it's just to reflect the fact that this was the one Transformers movie that he and I and Proto Man discussed at the time and it's a celebration of what has happened here on the network and everything else meanwhile Steve Megatron and I will be discussing the rewatch of the film kind of thing as we are doing here in the winter of Bayhem. So, just wanted to give everyone a heads up on that. Now, on with the show. This is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to all things Transformers. This August, all things Transformers will celebrate 15 years of being online. And now our full film reviews of the Transformers live-action films continue. This time around, we watched the film that started the series down the low road. Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. I'm Steve Megatron, and joining me in this winter of mayhem is TFU. Hello. Hello. Oh, boy. This one is the downfall. Yes, oh, yes. Revenge of the Fallen. Ah. <laughs> Answers <laughs> our question. Yes, yes, it does. And the sad thing is, I have, like, picked out, like, ten things that I actually like about it, which is weird. Because I remember this movie being so horrible. And just like we... S- because we got two more films after Dark of the Moon that really sucked? Mm-hmm. It put this one and the next one in a lighter, you know, in a brighter well, light. Yeah, I mean, like, I was kind of, I don't know. I I, I was still, back in 2009, when uh, the late great Optimus Scourge, myself, and I think it was either Proto Man or PR, somebody was there on Toycast with us that we did the Revenge of the Fallen 
theatrical film review episode. I'll have that linked in the show notes, folks. But it wasn't as god-awful as I... I think this one just... And trust me, I understand. It was... Let's just get this out of the way right now. It was written by a guy that... Hmm. Well, yes, we can blame Orseman and Curtsy all we want. But really, Aaron Kruger was the one that wrote this one because of the writer's strike and all of that. And what's crazy is looking at his credits, and this makes me so mad. I don't understand how this happened. So he started with The Ring, Don't Watch This, uh, then Rings, Ring 2, The Skeleton Key, The Brothers Grimm, Blood and Chocolate. He was the screenplay writer on that. Then he wrote Revenge of the Fallen, he wrote Dark of the Moon, he wrote Age of Extinction. He was a writer on the TV movie Tin Man. He did a screenplay for 2017's Ghost in the Shell. Uh, Brothers Grimm TV series, he was a writer on that. He wrote the screenplay for the 2019 Dumbo. And somehow he wrote the screenplay for Top Gun Maverick. One of the best films out currently. Like, I I guess there's room for improvement from 2022 back to 2009, right? I guess. I I don't know. But watching this again today, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of cringe in this movie. Yeah, it's poorly written. Yeah. But the robots, the military, and what? sort of Transformers mythos they were able to write into it was halfway decent? I can't believe I'm even saying that. I I really cannot believe I'm even saying that at all because this movie just has that, like, you mention it to people, oh, that was the bad one. And for me, because I've never made it through it all and I'll make it through it all later in the winter of Bayhem, but like the last night, if I, if I, of all people clock out after 10 minutes and don't want to watch it again and have not watched it since I was, you know, whatever, but like, yeah, Revenge of the Fallen, I don't know, it's bad, but it ain't like that bad, I guess. Thoughts? Well, this film... While the start of the downfall mm-hmm. had a lot of good, it had mm-hmm. a lot of bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bad kind of starts out with, again, the parents. Oh, yeah. I, that's an understatement. Yeah. I, oh, they got worse somehow. The mother, the mother continually gets worse through yeah. these next two. Like the dad, I liked. I, I mean, I like him as an actor. I kind of was annoyed with him in 2007, obviously. But like you just said, the mother is the one that gets so much worse. Yeah. So, and then I hate Leo. Yeah, Leo was useless. He was just a screaming face through the entire film. Mm-hmm. And I, my favorite part with him was where Simmons, uh, yep, he tasers him. And he says, yep. "Can't stand that guy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought Simmons was going to be bad in this movie because Simmons was... was one of the best parts of this. Yep, movie. yep. I think the only thing I still cringe at. 
I'm, under I'm directly the below the, the enemy uh, scrotum. The enemy yep. scrotum. Yeah, that's the only thing. One man alone, betrayed by funny. his country. And he's yeah. like, "You're not alone." He says, "One man alone, betrayed yeah. by his the country he loves." Yep, 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 yep. And it isn't nostalgia, folks. It really, really isn't. And I have no nostalgia. For, like I've said, in oh, the I don't last... either. I, I'm only remembering this because I watched it recently. Yeah, and... well, I recently, well, as of this recording, I watched it about two hours ago before we started the recording. And but I have not watched it since we initially maybe covered it like years ago and all. Well, since that Toycast episode. So that was 2000. Yeah, I haven't watched this movie since 2009. Because I just haven't wanted to go back to it. And I understand, like, I, so I wasn't really trying to start a Twitter thread about, like, my watch through of this, but, like, part of the Twitter thread, I say something like, and yes, I know the winter of Bayhem was my idea to do this, but if we are going to call ourselves all things Transformers, at least on the majority, 95% of it, we have to cover the majorest of major things. And, you know, uh, Sam's mom and Brownie's bad acting. Uh, uh, one of the positives. Oh, look, it's Dr. Claw in space. Yeah, what? I did love that they brought yep. Walker back in. Yeah, they had him play Soundwave and they mm-hmm. had him play. Um, I forget who the other character was. Oh, uh, Frenzy, maybe. No, it wasn't Frenzy. Uh, it was Ravage. He played Reed Man. Yeah. He played Grinder. Yeah. He played Devastator. Yep. 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 I remember. Um, that. But let's face yeah. it, Soundwave's all that really matters to yeah. us. Yeah. And I, I was like, Yes, they yes. got the man back. They got the man back. Yeah. And I do have, you know, like I said in the last episode with 2007, the military people, specifically Lennox and Apps, uh, Tyrese and and Josh Dumel. I love their characters. I love the way they are. My favorite human. I can't again. I can't believe I'm uttering these words. My favorite human scene. I'm using air quotes with my fingers, folks. Is when Lennox tricks the CIA guy to open his chute and basically just fly off the jet. <laughs> and I love Jetfire. He really like. That's my grandpa. My grandpa passed away way back in 2000, in the year 2000. But like literally, that that's everybody. Jetfire is everybody's grandpa in this movie. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I mean, I I didn't mind him, and he was like, he's a Decepticon, and he's like, oh, I don't care about that. He's like, can I see the Prime? Mm-hmm. And the only good contribution that the idiot ice cream people have or ice cream robots have is mean robots suck. That's the only good thing that. Well, I like where uh, where he uh, jumped in in Devastator, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Oh no, man, he ate him! He ate him!" <laughs> and then he loses it, and then his brother comes flying back out. Hmm. That's that's yeah. Yikes! Talk about acid reflux. The again, and we'll we'll get into this deeper. But another initial thing I noticed with this movie is, first of all, Peter Cullen. I know I'm going to say something later about him, and we all agree that that is a line that just Optimus should not say. Give me your face. Yes, yes. 
but his performance as Optimus with the messages, with the this, with the that, and then you kill Sam, you have Sam go to the AllSpark, sort of, kind of, not really, but sort of, and he faces the... Looks like there's like five primes there, not set, not 13, but he basically faces the other primes. And who's the voice of the primes? It's mother flucking Kevin Michael flucking Richards. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, movie saved. One voice or two voice between Peter Cullen and, and Kevin Michael Richardson. Movie saved for me. Okay, good. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, I I just absolutely lost my like i remember he was like but like again just hearing his voice like come out of a robot that isn't bulkhead which he was fine as bulkhead and prime uh, absolutely love him as that character but just it's those little touches and i think because of the writer's strike and because of whatever deadlines they may have been on back then this didn't have to it it has the michael bay touch but not with the ro not with the Cybertronian aspects of the robots. It has the Michael Bay touch in other ways with the robots, like with the ice cream twins, Skids and Mudflap, or like with the pretender chick and her... She had tentacle. Uh Tentacle tongue. Yeah, tentacle tongue, tentacle... uh, (sighs) No, don't get me wrong. I like the idea of the pretender. I didn't like the execution. Yeah, no. I did love that Michaela crashed him into a telephone pole and, and ran him over. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. And, yeah. I I don't know. I I didn't totally hate this movie This the, the, on this most recent rewatch. I understand I why. I, I, I was kind of surprised. People, I wanted yeah. to hate it. I, I did, too. And... But it's these moments and the moment where we get to the point, like literally I'm watching this thinking, oh, like I literally the first thing I posted this morning on on Twitter when I started this thread, the moment I have dreaded is here. Can I just watch it? Because I shared a screenshot of my voodoo watch list and I'm in the middle of rewatching a pup named Scooby-Doo for the millionth time. And then right under and then right under it is Revenge of the Fallen. Can I just watch a pup named Scooby Doo instead? The yeah, things, I saw you post that. Yeah, the things I do for yeah, the things I do for podcasting. Like I'm thinking this, and it, there are bad moments in this movie. There absolutely are. The like we've said, the mother, the this, the that. Leo is Leo, and I'm glad they did not include the other two knuckleheads that were with him. They they're there, but Leo is the only one that gets to go on the adventure to to Egypt. Kind of thing, because if there was three other humans besides Sam there, oh God, three other college humans is what mm-hmm. I mean to say. But yeah, like, is it something I'm gonna watch again? No, probably not. Most likely, I'm I may never watch it again. But for me, the things that were the things that I took out of this, the things that I get like. When they finally get to find the Matrix and it turns to dust, and like I just mentioned earlier about Sam dying and going to the AllSpark and and you know 
the Matrix is is earned. And, you know, he wakes up and he gets the shock and says, I love you to Michaela. You said it first, blah, 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 blah. Look, it doesn't matter who says it first. Hell, say it at the same time, you idiots. It doesn't really matter. The feeling is the whatever human feelings get over it. Uh, But when he (laughs) when he sits there and shoves the Matrix into Optimus's chest, I was like, oh, this has been a perfect place, even though I love and we'll talk about this in a minute. But this would have been the perfect place to just have a couple of notes of the song that we know we wanted in this movie. And sadly, it's not there. But nope. I will say, I, I, I need to correct myself because I'm sure, which no one has done this yet, but uh, in case anyone hasn't listened to the last episode, I had mentioned the Linkin Park song, and I think at one point in the 2007 episode I mentioned New Divide. New Divide is the Linkin Park song in this movie. The one that was in 2007 was What I've Done. And the reason why I kind of got them confused was because I remember back in the day, Linkin Park released an instrumental version of New Divide, and I absolutely loved it. Mm. I actually just found it today in, 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 in my you know 15 years of having all these files for podcasts on my computer. And yeah, so that, that was great. Yeah, the only sticking points I have are, are Leo and the mother, really. Everything else was fun. It was pretty solid. Yeah. 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 Surprisingly, it really, really was. Uh, I, I still, I still kind of like, oh, that's what they're doing. They're doing the the solar needle. So again, like if the writer's strike, which it was going on, I'm not saying if the writers, you know what I mean. The writer's strike was going on. I don't know where Michael Bay was or what he was doing as the director of this second film, because I remember all the interviews and everything of other than him wanting Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime. He's like, well, we got to do the humans and we got to do this. We got like he has never, at least in those initial years ago interviews, said anything about wanting to put Transformers lore into these films. And yet somehow Aaron Kruger and Orsi and Kurtzman pull the mother freaking solar needle plot from G1 out of their ass. Cause that's what this is. Mm-hmm. This weapon that they don't get to use. Thank God. But basically the fallen wants to destroy the sun, which then would obviously destroy the planet and blah, 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 all that. So I find that amusing. And that's the basic plot. Uh, what um, <laughs> what was your reaction to like what, what were what were some of your favorite moments from this? Well, some of my favorite moments would be, like I said, Leo getting tasered. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked Jetfire. Yep. Uh, and then his self sacrifice. I hated the twins. Yeah, they suck. I hated the mom. Yep. Uh, I didn't mind Shia. Yeah. And Megan, like they both yeah. were pretty decent. Yeah. Um, 
so uh, on that front, I didn't mind it. They, it was pretty decent overall. Um, I loved Simmons in this, whereas in the first one, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the plot wasn't terrible. I hated how, I mean, I loved Megatron up until you found out he was basically simping for uh, the fall. Uh, the, the fallen and i was like oh man because this is where they got the idea for war for cybertron yeah and i was like no yeah uh but i mean on a whole like i uh i i just yeah i mean visually it wasn't terrible i i didn't mind some of the stuff that happened uh i thought it was kind of a cop-out to have prime quote-unquote die yeah just to get brought back later like i don't get me wrong. They did the same thing with Megatron. I just, I, I feel like if you're going to try and do continuations, don't kill them off, which they kind of righted that in this one for the next film. Yep. So there is that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, still wasn't my favorite because I felt like I was watching the clock a lot. Yeah. I was looking at my watch like, okay, uh, we can move on. We can move on. There were points like when he was in college, I fast forwarded. I did like where he kind of went schizo in the, uh, in the classroom, the lecture hall. Yeah. And, uh, the teacher, the professor is like, uh, not in my classroom in front of the Dean. Yeah. Not, in, not in my universe. This is my, I'm like, Oh God, teacher. Yeah. I mean, I've seen teachers like that before. Yeah. That, that is yeah. legit. I yeah, just, no, absolutely. I, yeah. I thought it was humorous, but I thought also that, you know, okay, he just showed him up in class. And yeah. I've done that before. <laughs> uh, not as rudely as what Sam did in this film, but I have shown up teachers before on knowing more than they do in certain subjects. Um, which that drives me nuts with anywhere. Like, I can't help it. Like, if I'm... Uh, I, I had a couple employers ago where... Um, I, I worked for their company and their hosts were talking about pop culture. Mind you, they talked politics. Mm-hmm. I could stomach so much of that, right, but yeah, there came a point where, you know, you heard the same thing every day and it's like, okay, dude, like have something constructive to say. Don't just regurgitate what you said yesterday or what the last guy said on the last show. Yeah. Uh, it, and then, and then they would talk pop culture and I'm sitting here and I'm like banging my head on the desk and I, I'm like, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. It's like, I've been covering this stuff for years. Uh, Cause they had like, there was an incident with Shia LaBeouf and at one point when I worked there and then there was an incident with um, some other pop culture related stuff. And they, they were so off. <laughs> I was like, if you can't get simple facts correct on some of the things, like why are you discussing this? Yeah. That would, you know, I, and so, so yeah, I mean, like I, but I was correcting them in our Slack channel mm-hmm. with the people that were producing the content. Like, Hey, yeah. this is, this is wrong. This is wrong. Yep. <laughs> Here's yeah. why. Like, yeah. and I, I had five seconds to look it up and I mean, so, I mean, it, it, I, I get, you know, like Sam's outburst, except his was fueled by, you know, Cybertronian technology in his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but and I, I liked Megatron, you know, how he took Sam. I, I did kind of hate how they, they dragged the characters, like the humans. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's throw them against this. Let's launch them over here. Let's stick yeah, a metal that's not. Like, yeah, they'd be dead. It, they would be dead. Like, it's it's like the diehard syndrome. 
Yep. It's like watching John McClane do all this stuff. Like, how many times would he have died in this film? Oh, like, Cinema God. Sins. I I think it'd be hilarious to go and watch a Cinema Sins of this film. Oh, jeez. Just I, to I, see, just to see how bad. I I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up just for the uh just for the the sake of of saying how many times he would have died. But okay. But. I, but I, I enjoyed the film to an extent, like I said. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of that that instance. And again, it's the human element at fault here. It's not okay. Yes, Optimus Prime, the leader from Generation One, the leader from the cartoon. That's not technically this character. It is and it isn't, but. Should he be saying, give me your face? No, he should be saying something else to to the enemy or something. Or, it's over, Fallen. Yeah, or some... Oh, that was the... Like, he's been Optimus Prime for both films, correct? Like, the name of the character has been... Like, it isn't Orion Pax, it isn't this, it isn't that. He didn't just... Okay, yes, technically he did just get the Matrix in this movie, but, like... The line where instead of the classic line of one shall stand, one shall fall, he goes, I rise and you fall. And I'm like, OK, that's not as cringeworthy as give me your face. But that's still not a line that I I don't know. It's just so, so Cinema Sins didn't do how many times he would have died. OK, uh, but they did give it a 205 sins. Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay. And then it says uh, verdict robot castration. <laughs> uh you know jet fire teleporting him in the desert and them getting launched and him breaking his hand they used that as a crutch because he got in a car accident during yeah. the filming and they yeah. had to come up with a way that he was you know he broke his arm or his hand yeah yeah, yeah yeah at least they didn't just replace him and say oh this actor is now being played by this guy oh you know, like oh, sam whitwick he got transformed <laughs> transformed he did an autobot jazz with him yeah. Or Autobot Spike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just... What, what's funny is, is like, CinemaSins had so much wrong with Age of Extinction. They did a part one and a part two. <laughs> oh, no. Because uh, it was so long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... I, I want to like these films more than I should. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if it's just because we're going through and rewatching them finally that we. Yeah, are I mean, I, trying... I think sometimes when you rewatch something after the fact, mm-hmm. years later, you get a, more of an appreciation for it. Like yeah. I, I absolutely loathed uh, Deep Space Nine and Voyager mm-hmm. and Enterprise uh, during certain points, and I, I quit watching Trek for a long time. Yeah. I rewatched and started blitzing them over the last four or five years mm-hmm. and really enjoyed them. Like yeah. really enjoyed it. And then, uh, and then when we, we got to, you know, the newer stuff, like I'll legitimately say, I can't rewatch it, which, yeah. uh, which, you know, I mean, I'm sure I will, if there comes to a point where I have to do a review show or something, but, but in this instance, I'm, I'm not upset. I rewatched it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that bad. Like it's not, it's not uh, Star Trek Into Darkness bad. 
Like that was just a travesty and dog snot. Like yeah. this, this, this is highly redeemable by comparison, and it's wrote by the same guys. Yeah. So it's you know I I, I give them some slack on this film based on that alone, knowing that this is the last time they will write for the Transformers franchise, which given a choice of what we got in, you know, like age of extinction in the last night, Mm -hmm. I would have much preferred these guys writing uh, because at least they did a trilogy. Like they wrapped it up. They had, Mm -hmm. you know, Sam's story wrap up in dark of the moon. This is kind of his stage. Like, but I, I could deal with it. Like, whereas getting the, getting the rest of it, you know, I'm, I, I'm totally fine with this trilogy. It's when they tried to start another one that it kind of went down the crapper further. Like, I think this is the low point of this trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I am well, sad, though, that Michaela was only in it for the remainder of this one. Yeah. Because, well, they don't get me wrong, I don't time. mind his new girlfriend in the second film. I just liked her better in this one. Oh, man, the voice cast in this. Wow. I know I, they're diverse. It's just so... Okay, so there are seven primes, and Kevin Smith... Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson was prime number two. Not Kevin Smith. Yeah, no. Hell no. Don't ever. Nope. Not you even. almost said it, so. I almost said it, and I apologize. I'm sorry. But I should have known this by listening to the voice of Wheelie. Of course, it's SpongeBob. It's Tom Kenny who does the voice of Wheelie, Skids, and Mudflap. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Reno Wilson is Mudflap. And well, and Mark Kenny's... Ryan uh, is playing oh, Jetfire. Yes. I don't understand why I like his Jetfire more than I like his Bumblebee. Because his Bumblebee was basically non-existent. True. I mean, he still goes... Or talks with the radio. Like, I that was... I felt that that was trying way too hard to find clips. Instead of just doing the easy thing and getting an actor. Yeah. The one thing I will also praise for this film and almost all of these films at this point is the sound design and the sound effects. If you just close your eyes, ignore the dialogue, ignore the explosion effects, but that opening with the Paramount stars and those sound effects, like those robotic sound effects... Oh, it is so good. It's just so much fun. Uh, anything other? I mean, I think we've kind of covered the negatives, but was there anything else you wanted to discuss on this one? I know this is kind of short, folks, but again, like I was, I'm surprised. I figured I was going to have this laundry list of like, like you said, with Cinema Sins, like minute by minute, like I hated this, I hated this, I hated that, and I hated this, I hated this, I hated that. It isn't like that. I hate like 10 specific things about this and I like 10 specific things about it. And the sad thing is the 10 specific things that I hate. One of them, as we've said, is the acting on the part of the actress that does Sam's mom. But that lasts for so damn long. The fact that Kevin Dunn as as the dad is so much better in this 
like we're past the point of him making dad jokes about Ferraris and things like that. We're past all of that. We're not, you know, Michael Bay switched it over to to the mom of having her do all the stupid comedic bits. And, you know, that scene at the end where he's, you know, he and Sam are having, you know, dad, I have to go. You have to stay here. You have to. And then he's like, fine, Sam, go, but come back. You know, I was like, oh, like, yeah, my heart, it's kind of, you know, feeling shit. It probably shouldn't feel about a movie that is probably most people would just dismiss as crap. Agreed. I don't know. Uh, as far as holding up and things like that, I don't really look at it like, oh, and that's the other thing about this one. First of all, we practically drop other than the CIA guy. We drop all the analyst stuff. We drop all the additional humans. Like, there are no, you know, like was in the first movie. And because this was 2009, we had just had an election. The first movie, they mentioned the president, but they don't mention who the president is, I don't think, in that. Or if they did mention it, they made it. No, the first an- movie, they had George W. Bush. Oh, they, okay. It he was, was in Air Force oh, One. Oh, and they that's, had, that's uh, right. That's, okay. He was like. Yeah, well. he, you know, they did the joke, you know, and had a yep. had a sound like, and he was like, that's, "Hey, get yeah. me with Twinkie, hey, hey." Yeah, that's right. Okay, I wasn't. Ch- I, these films, kind of, you know, whatever, folks. But like, I kind of like that. Oh, right, two thousand nine was still the Obama era. I was like, that's that's kind of cool, or whatever. But like, there really wasn't too much. There was more militaristic stuff than there was government stuff, because, like I already said, Josh Duhamel tricked the government guy to just, you know, pulling his own parachute. So, yes, the film kept my interest. I don't know if I'm really, like, I remember Dark of the Moon. I remember certain parts of it. I remember certain parts liking it, but I don't remember it all that much because it's been... 13 years since dark 2011 so yeah yeah so or 12 years maybe no no 13 yeah it was right. yeah anyway uh, math is hard folks uh i don't know if i'm itching to watch the next one i do know that once we get to this question at the end of the next episode i'll probably say nope i'm done trilogy over <laughs> yeah i I was ready for it to be done. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, who knows? Yes, who knows? And if you look at our, which we have, I usually, I most of the time, have it in every every post on the website. If you look at our GCRN Universal Ratings scale, you will see our ratings. And I... I'm probably going to give this a two and a half or a three out of five. I'm going to give it about the same. I, I can't go any lower because there won't be anywhere lower to go. Once we I'm get gonna give it a three in that, that case. <laughs> okay. Well, that's on you. I, let me just look again and, and see here. Uh, anything else you want to bring up while I'm looking this up? No, I mean, like I said, it could have been a lot worse. And it's about to get that way. Yeah. Uh, just after Dark of the Moon. Yep. 
Yeah, where is this crap? Yay, editing. Well, and you can tell what era Dark of the Moon came out to. Because because of one of the actors. Oh, yes. Yep. And he was in the Hangover films. That's very true. Yeah. And very fitting for his role. And then, you know, Malkovich. And Mm -hmm. there were some throwaway characters in that, but we'll get to that film when that's time. But it's that film is going out on a higher note mm-hmm. than what this film does. And yeah. uh, so it goes downhill. Yeah. So according to our scale that we've had for God knows how many years now, thanks to the comic concierge, Dan Clark, 3.0 is average out of five. While the overall takeaway was positive, you do not necessarily walk away happy. It does not extraordinarily succeed in any specific areas, or if it does, it gets weighed down by something as equally unsuccessful, though overall enjoyable, it is easily disposable. Eh, I can live with a three out of five. Mm-hmm. It's average. Yep. And like I said, there there are many things about the, this film that I did actually like, which did, uh, like, I, the Twitter thread I mentioned, I was like, I'm supposed to be kind of sort of crapping on this movie, and yet I have nothing but, like, nice things to say about it for some odd reason. Yeah. It, I like know. I said, it could be worse. Yeah. And it gets worse. Yes. So. It does. All right. We are going to go to a quick break. Come back to close the show after this. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to go back to the past. A 2009 Toycast's Revenge of the Fallen. Featuring myself, TF2 and Mike, the goddamn Proto Man, and the late great Gary Clark, aka Optimus Scourge. Revenge of the Fallen, we've all seen it. I have uh, Gary slash Optimus Scourge with me and the goddamn Proto Man. Hello, guys. Hey, hey. How y'all doing? I'm doing pretty good, I guess. Um, so, yeah, this was kind of like a spur-of-the-moment thing, because uh, Gary couldn't remember what day it was. He thought we were doing Toycast tonight, the the contest reveal, and that's not until tomorrow night. My mind is mush. But I saw <laughs> the movie again today at a matinee, so that, that, that cured the hangover of that. No wonder this thing has almost hit the $400 million mark. You're putting more money into it than anybody else. I've, I've gone once to opening night myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I took my kids the next day to a matinee, so that's four tickets. Mm-hmm. And then I took my wife and kids. That's four more tickets. Mm-hmm. That's, what, like eight there. And then I went myself uh, the last two days at a matinee. And I got one for free because they, they messed up something on my order. So I wasn't going to go for the fifth time. I was just going to wait, but I ended up going for free. Cool, cool. I um, feel bad only seeing it three times. <laughs> well, I've only seen Not, it once, and I barely remember it, actually, only because it was such a horror to try to get out to the theater. That Well, don't worry. We'll kind of, you know. Skids and Mudflap in their first appearance also in the movie-verse who are actually first appearing in their legendary ice cream truck mode which <laughs> actually has the Decepticon sign suck my popsicle suck my popsicle <laughs> I, hope Repo, I hope Repo Labels makes that for the toy there's another emotional scene where it's you know Michaela's finally able to hold him and cry and 
Sam blames himself for the death of Optimus Prime. I guess we could call Sam Hot Rod. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> wrong, wrong, eh, wrong, no. <laughs> I, I would call him Hot Rod. Yeah, anyways. I wonder um, how many takes that took. <laughs> you need to be more serious. You need to be more like you care about people. He's dying here. <laughs> you seemed a little pitchy, dog. Hello, geeks and geekettes. Looking for a podcast that covers a vast array of topics? Then check out Altered Geek Unleashed, where we discuss our thoughts on this week's geeky news, tech, gaming, television shows, movies, cartoons, comics, and more. So, get altered, get geeky with the Altered Geeks, every Friday on the GeekCast Radio Network. Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind. I remember. Ba-weep, grana. Weep, ninibong. Hey, guys. It's Rodimus Primal, and be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Join me as I have Transformers discussions, retrospectives, toy reviews, and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primal, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Rodimus Primal Show. Transform and roll out and be sure to check out my content till all are one. Last big party of the summer, folks. Let's go out with a bang. Hello, all sentient beings. Want the latest on everything going on in the Transformers multiverse? Check out the Transmissions Podcast Network. We've got weekly podcasts covering everything from Alpha Trion to Omega Supreme. From old school G1 all the way up to Cyberverse and beyond. And you don't want to miss Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers live play role-playing game podcast. If you love Transformers, there's something for everyone at TransmissionsPodcast.com. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toycast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 6.0 and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toycast. Oh. All right. 
back here on All Things Transformers, the Winter of Bayhem. Any last final thoughts, any words you want to part with the audience before I run through the closing, sir? Give me your face. I'd like to amend that line. Listen to all of our podcasts. That sounds like you're trying to do Macho Man Randy Savage. No, not really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Anything you got going on that you want to talk about? Uh, nothing at the moment, although some things might be brewing on the voiceover side of things that little projects, which I'll be happy to elaborate on if they pan out. Cool, cool. Thank you for joining us here on All Things Transformers. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Huge thanks to Brad Mull for interacting with us over on our Facebook page, which I will mention the Facebook page thing in a moment. But uh, very, very cool. And yes, Brad, we weren't uh, saying that you were cringing at at us shitting all over these movies, but uh, that was one of the things that you were worried about, at least with, you know, whatever. But uh, very, very cool. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Send an email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can check us out on any, on any podcatching client you choose to use. I prefer Spotify, but that's just me. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio for the network at all things TFV3 for the show. I am at TFG and Mike. What is your Twitter? At SCP-21. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash GeekCast Radio Network. You can also check out all things Transformers over there as well. Join us next time when Steve and I will be talking about the dark of the moon in the winter of Bayhem part four. For now. Dun, dun, dun. For now, I am TF2 and Mike with. Steve Megatron. We hope you'll transform and transcend with us as we make our way through the Bayhem. I wish to speak to my lawyer. <laughs>